courtesy of Bow Sports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes to subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcasts, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Bow on Bulls, the show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Dave. I see that up. How are you, my friend? Good man, good man. Yeah, it's good to see you with a haircut, Joe. Yeah, it was tomorrow, my uh, a year long, year plus months long uh, endeavor yeah. to grow hair during the uh, COVID. It was um, impressive. Ended. I, I mean, you, you stuck with it for a while, brother. I'm, I'm I was quite impressed. With <laughs> you look like you look like Moses when he came out the mountains with the Ten Commandments in his hand. Like that's how you would look. Yeah. Like. You know what's funny is that I thought my hair grow. Uh, more, but it didn't. It ended up growing a lot in the back. So I kind of, I kind of like was almost growing a mullet. <laughs> you had a black mullet going. A fro mullet in the back. It was just like a, a lot of hair. You had a frullet? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was like <laughs> big patch in the back, and like the front just stopped. And it was like, <laughs> did you learn about yourself during this endeavor? Did you learn about yourself? Um, no, no. <laughs> I, I learned. Anything? I learned I have way more gray hair than I thought that I want. Mm. <laughs> That's what you, know, you couldn't wait to see a barber. Okay, I understand now. I, did you have a pick? Were you picking it out like getting the shag going in the back? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, mm. a little bit. Just a little. Just, wait, I want to see this, man. Because you probably had some spray. Did you? Were you spraying it up? No, nah, I didn't see. I didn't. I wasn't all into it like that. That's okay. high school, right. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is grown man, Chris, with the, with the fro doing COVID. Okay, all right. You want plus with the, the, the part about it? I hate that my job. I just I just um. I have headphones on in my jobs. I like to listen to podcasts and stuff yeah. on my phone. So I always, you know, it's no point of like picking the fro out because I'll get like uh, headphone hair. Yeah. So, they, you know, the fro just wrap around. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I understand. See, that's why I you get, get up, the earbuds, brother. They get yeah. up and have a canal. Yeah. You get the earbuds. Yeah, well, See, I want to I wanna get into one. I, you know, I, I had a huge fro. You know that. Yeah, I know. Like, it's all about the earbuds, bro. Like, that's what it's about. You can't put this stuff on the top unless you got the your pick, your proper pick with you. And you know, then you'll be okay. But Dave, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> the headphones, jack and the phones are going away. And uh, don't I don't want to hear day, that. Dog. My battery would die. I'm not if listening I use to you. Headphones, <laughs> USB C. So you only got the tech industry right now about that because <laughs> the earbuds in. Then like you know, three hours into the day, yeah. my phone ain't charging. I can't charge at the phone at the same time because I don't have a goddamn headphone jack. Anyway, get them. Get them. Go off, Doug. Go off, man. <laughs> Speak for us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take away, but I'm gonna be so bad when they get rid of it. Been around since like 1930. <laughs> I'm be bad, G, for real. Yeah, man. But if you ain't had no pick with the fist on it, then you really weren't committed to the pick. No, no, no. I think I had one. I might have one. I'd have a lot of picks in high school. In okay. College, but I still that I have I, one. You know, I walked around with it in my head. You remember? Bro? I love I know. Used to have uh, pencils and money. Yeah, yeah. I did. You're right. <laughs> Yo, you're right. I did. Yo, you're right. You're right, bro. You did. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah, you're right. I was amazing. I still am. And so are you. <laughs> <laughs> and so is our guest that we have with us here today. Um, I like to I like to bring on people who I think are really cool, really smart, you know, and intelligent. And I saw her on Twitter. I honestly don't remember why I started following her, but I did. And I'm glad I did. And when I would see her tweeting about things like she would talk about basketball in a way that lets you know that she knew ball. You know what I mean? Like mm. it wasn't just, you know, random fan stuff. It was like 
oh no, you know the you know the game. Like, <laughs> like you know what you're talking about. And so I was like, I hit her up and I wanted her to come hang out with us and you know, display some of that beautiful intelligence here on this show and try to class up this joint. So without further ado, it's our first time here. You all be nice, or I will punch you in the face. <laughs> um, you can follow her on Twitter at Baller Stacy. That's baller with three R's. Stacy, same handle on Instagram also. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Stacy Reynolds. How are you, Stace? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on here. How what? shocked were you when I actually asked you to do this? I was like, wait, what? Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I never asked to do this. I'm like, wow. I'm like, cool. I'm going to be on a podcast. What? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot. I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to be on the podcast. Wait a minute, I'm going to be on the podcast. Right. <laughs> Trust me, it's not going to be that hard. We do it. So we should let yeah. you know. Yeah. We should, we should let you know this isn't hard. <laughs> it's just us talking, man. But I meant I meant that, though. Like, I would see you tweeting. I'd be like, you know what? We I want to talk to her. Like, I don't know why, but she just seems like somebody I would really enjoy talking to and talking sports with. And So, yeah, I appreciate you just being so open to it. You know? Yeah, of course. That's really cool of you, for real. So, but one thing that th- that I wanted to know about uh, that you said to me in the time we were, you know, DMing each other was you coach, you're a coach. Mm-hmm. Like what, could you tell me a little bit more about that? What do you do? Yeah. So I actually just got into coaching, like during COVID, coaching fourth graders, which is like very hard, but it's also <laughs> very rewarding. So it's okay. fourth grade girls, like a little travel program and, um, you know, two days a week practice, tournaments on Saturdays. So that's been fun. Like normally I play in leagues like a couple nights a week, but mm-hmm. all the leagues got canceled. So I was like, I need something else. I need to find, I need to get connected back to the game. And yeah. I got connected to this woman. She's great. She runs an all female program, fourth through eighth grade. Loved it and um, joined the team this year. So it's been fun so far. But it is wow. hard. They're, they're like babies still. What's so hard about it for you? What's the hardest thing? Like, it's like you have to like take yourself back to like really, really basic fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to get these like girls who can barely walk and chew gum to like, <laughs> you know, do like very athletic moves. So it's a humbling process, right? It's like, oh, like I had to learn this at one point. And like, hopefully these girls like remember me as like their first coach or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, but it's really rewarding when stuff starts to click, especially in games. And you're like, "Oh my god, they like did it! They put two and two together. <laughs> They're learning. It's been it's been fun." That's cool, man. What, what's your team record right now? We are zero and four. All right, all right. That's all right. That's all right. Winning streak on is the it, way. Yes, we're two for it, one. Is, is it a good? Is it a good zero and four, or is it a bad zero and four? It's, it's a pretty bad zero. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not your fault. The rest fault, right? absolutely (laughs) no it's it's um you can tell like the girls who have been playing since they were like five six years old and Mm. it's a lot of my girls first time playing so it's definitely just more of a learning process and like getting these girls excited about a sport and learning and having fun at the Mm. same time so we're we're due for a win they're getting better every game which is really what I care about Mm. do you find yourself kind of getting lost in it in a, in a way I mean like you you lose kind of sight of 
you know you want them to have fun, but you're truly competitive and you yeah. want to win. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Yesterday, I broke my dry erase marker because I was like so into it. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, wow. First, I fr- broke my first dry erase marker. Oh, wow. Impressive. First of many, I'm sure. First of many. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how has their response been to you as a coach? Good. So, like, at first, they were all very shy. It was hard to, like, get them to open up. Like, I only saw half of their face for a very long time. I was like, I don't even know what you look like under right, there. Right. Um, but now they seem to be opening up. And like, every time I see them, they're like running up to me and trying to give me a hug. So it's like, I feel like more, like the most important thing I want to be is just like a strong female role model mm, to them. Right. You know, like basketball has done a lot for me in my life and any sport, you know, if they choose to go play soccer, volleyball, like just like the lessons you learn from the game are so important and they help you in the real world. And I kind of just want to like kickstart that for them, hopefully. Mm, that's beautiful. Did, did you feel like much more mature or older being by, by being a coach? Because I said it because I was supposed to teach at one point and I didn't realize how old I was until <laughs> I started teaching kids. I'm like, wow, this makes me feel kind of old now. I, I, you know, so like the way they respect you because you're an adult, right? Tell them what to do. They're like, we're not doing anything unless you tell me what to do. And that responsibility is kind of odd. How'd you feel when that moment happened for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still getting there because, I, like, I'm like, what do fourth graders like? Like, I'm trying to, like, relate to them and, like. Justin know. Bieber, that's it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but do they? Like, Justin I know, Bieber, I know, I know. Like, around when I was in high school or whatever, college. So it's like, do they actually like Justin Bieber? No. I don't know. He's an old man to them now. He's old right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Justin so, Timberlake. <laughs> Super think, old. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient. So, yeah. Right, like, who's like the like you know poppy boy singer right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, that, it's that makes me K-pop. feel very old. Like I'm like, oh my god, I'm out of touch. <laughs> better get into your K-pop. You better get. Better nah, get I, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you gotta no. do. Yeah, you gotta step into it. Uh, what? But that's very interesting though to know that you love the game so much and you miss it that you decide to like go coach. Like, was this something that was already kind of in your mind before you wanted to do it? Oh, absolutely. Like I've been wanting to coach since I graduated college. Like I um, contemplated like being a, like a grad assistant um, for my college and it didn't end up working out because I got an internship. And so I've always wanted to coach. I'm very passionate about like good youth coaches because I had not so great youth coaches at one point. And, you know, it, it's detrimental to like a kid's like want to play a game like if you have a a bad coach like boys and girls like I don't want to go to practice like I my coach sucks so I'm very big on like like that's something I'm very passionate about so I've always wanted to get into coaching I just didn't really know where I wanted to get in did I want to go be a high school coach did I want to stay at the college level did I want to do like you know basic fundamental stuff um and I always thought I wanted to be at like the higher levels like helping girls make their varsity basketball team or helping girls make the transition from high school to college. But I think this is like the perfect thing to kind of get my foot in and like start from the basics and work my way up. So hopefully the plan is to stay with these girls until they go to eighth grade. So I'm going to see hopefully like a lot of progress over the years. But yeah, I've always wanted to get into coaching and I am a CPA during the day, which I'm very busy during January through April, which is, the second half of any, you know, high school or college basketball programs, 
you know, season. So it's very hard to coach in that capacity. So this is like perfect for me to be able to balance with like my day job. So like, so like dealing with kids means you also, you have to, you know, deal with the parents. Yeah. How's that been for you? So thankfully I haven't really had to deal with them yet. Like the only time I see them is at games. Like normally they have like a nice, like a parent coach meeting, but with COVID we, they're not allowed in the gyms for practice. So mm-hmm. I really haven't met most of my girls' parents. I met like two of them yesterday um, and they were like super appreciative. They're like, you know, the girls love you and we're so mm-hmm. happy to have you as our coach. And I was like, wow, thank you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so thankfully it hasn't been that bad. And we only have seven or eight girls. So playing time is pretty equal for them. So there's really nothing they can complain about at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you, have you, have you found that one on your team that that one that you know that's that yeah. one there's a few girls that actually have a lot of potential they're just like so little but uh-huh. there's one girl who I she ha- I know she has older brothers and I maybe an older sister too mm-hmm. and she like comes and she's like I was in my driveway and I was practicing I, I practiced my crossover I was like like he's like basketball is my favorite sport and like the other girls are like i like dance and like they're still figuring it out totally cool but but, like this one girl like i could tell she already knows at her age that she wants to play she wants to ball and like that makes me so happy so yeah she's my little little special one all right so she's the one that's starting okay gotcha (laughs) no matter what she's on the court get the ball to her right dribble the ball up (laughs) she's on the court What's, what's been the most uh, rewarding thing about this that you're doing with coaching? I think it's seeing stuff click on the court. Like in practice, you know, it takes a very long time for them to like start to understand drills. So it's like very long drawn out process. Like we, you know, we run offense in practice, but it's different when you have a def- like a, a defense on mm-hmm. you. So it's been fun to like see it click and like, they see it click too when they know they're like, Oh, I just did it coach. I'm like, yes. like, it's really, it's really about like hyping them up at this age and just like telling them you can do this, you can do it. And watching them go out and do it. That has been like the most rewarding. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was actually, do you have any assistant coaches in one helping you out? So I have two coaches in training, we call it, which are two high school girls. Mm. Um, so it's like a little part-time job for them. And um, it's super helpful, especially with fourth graders. They need a lot of attention. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Yeah. I right. Oh, I forgot the, the one more. It was one more question I wanted to ask you about this. And your first game uh, coaching. Tell yeah. me what that was that like for you? And did you have on your special Pat Riley, Pat Summit <laughs> suit? Was it fly? Like, how did you come in there and do your thing on your first game? No, I was in like joggers and like one of our zip ups. Mm. Um, I was like a little nervous. Um, and I thought, you know, like just sit, sit on the bench, cheer them on. But I was just pacing the whole time. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, there's no way I could sit down for this and for any second of the game. Like, I, I gotta walk, scream, yell. Yeah. So. That's kind of, I was just like a nervous wreck. I was just like walking back and forth, screaming. The you know other coach was probably like, will you be quiet? <laughs> you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a good coach is what yeah, it sounds like to me. I like hope straight so. Up. That's the coach I want if I have kids. That's the coach I'm going to be wanting for good. my kids. Like, get in, right. in her ass. Get in her ass. Yeah. Yell at her. 
tell her what's up. Yes, be strong with her. That's dope, man. Um, let me go back a little bit. Uh, because you say you love ball. Like, when did you fall in love with with the game of basketball? So, I I'm like an early '90s baby. So I was very young during the Bulls era of the nineties, but like, that's some of my first memories of basketball is like, you know, maybe 96 mm. time frame, like watching with my dad or like even my great aunt, like she didn't have any kids. So she was kind of like my grandma and we would watch, I would, we'd sit in this one room on this one tiny couch and we'd watch Bulls games. And um, I even remember one time we were in Disney world and the Bulls just beat the Jazz and they just announced it on like, like I think we were on a tram or something and they announced it and like someone must have been from Utah or someone just probably didn't like the Bulls winning and they're like, oh, not again. And my dad like <laughs> yelled at them like, go Bulls. Like, so that's like where I got like the, like my dad could tell I was interested in basketball and one of his really good friends coached basketball, high school basketball and I kind of became like their super fan. He'd bring me all their games. And I was like, I don't know, third grade, maybe I'd go to all their basketball camps. And like, I was like, just obsessed with all the girls. Like they were so cool to me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I got my start. Um, and I did like a bunch of things when I was little too. I, you know, played baseball and I danced and did cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Like I did everything. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like fifth or sixth grade that I was like, okay, I really want to start focusing on basketball, doing like the travel AAU stuff. So it's been probably since I was like third grade. Who who was the the NBA star that you looked up to that you sort of like but that was like yeah or female star or whatever? Is it Michael Jordan? Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) Of course. And I would say as I got older, like Candace Parker was like huge because she was like a Naperville girl. Oh yeah. Like we could go watch her games when I was little. So I think I I saw her play once or twice in high school. So she was like to see her make it and like go to college and go mm-hmm. to the WNBA was like super cool. I'm super pumped. She's coming home to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she balled out that first game too. Yes. Like yeah. it's great. It was great, man. Oh, Candace Park, man. I followed her from high school yeah. all the way. Like, yeah, man, she's oh, special. I, mean, I used to get into arguments with people about, <laughs> Can- no, seriously, I was going to ESPN. I had a friend there and we would argue about uh, Candace Parker and Sylvia Fowles. And yeah. I'm like, dude, no, Candace Parker is, is is like Wilt Chamberlain. Like, she will change the game. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Sylvia Fowles. I'm like, she's good. I, I ain't saying she's not good. But, dude, Candace Parker? Like, yeah. people, she is going to change things, man. I remind him of this often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remind him of this conversation yeah. often, man. It's special. So, when you started playing in high school, like, you're, I'm sure the goal for you was to go pro. Was to get there. Like, was to get hoop. So, what kind of happened where it didn't happen when you didn't happen to uh, GoPro? I think actually, like, I don't know that I ever knew that that was like an option. Really, sure, like, sure, like it was sure. like a like a like fairy tale, right? Like, mm, mm. even playing in college for me, I, like, I was the oldest in my family, so I never watched anyone else go to college or anything like that. Even mm. like my extended family, I have an older cousin, but he kind of stayed local. So, like, even college was kind of like a oh, I don't really know anything right. about that. So right. um, I would say like once I started getting into like the like AAU, like exposure tournaments and all that stuff, like I was like, oh, wait, like I could actually go play in college. Like this is, I I think I like totally underestimated myself for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think that part of that was coaching. Like I had, my dad was great, but he couldn't coach me in high school. Like I have my own 
coaches now. And I felt like they took a lot of confidence away from me in high school. Um, my AA program, I loved working with them and my coaches there. So it, it was almost like the opposite where I didn't have, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is like an actual goal. Like it, it took a while for me to like realize that, oh, you could actually go play in college. Mm, wow. And again, like she's, like you spoke about earlier, how coaching, how important that is, you know, to a team and to a kid, you know, to encourage them, let them know, yeah, Yeah. let them know that can be something, let them know that they can go pro with that piece of shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like stuff like that. I don't like hearing stuff like, but honestly, um, that's your journey and it got you to where you are now. So yeah. And now you can bring up these other people behind you. Yes, so. that's the goal. Yes, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So who did you model your game after? Like, who did you want to play like? I know Jordan was your favorite, but there, yeah. there, was there a player you just wanted to model your game after? Like, I swear, I thought these girls on this high school team that my dad, best friend, coached were like mm-hmm. celebrities. Like, there's this one girl. Her name was Meg Cook. I'll never forget her name. She has no idea who I am. Like, she's probably not even Meg Cook. She's probably married. <laughs> how many kids I don't know but she was number 11 I wore 11 all throughout grade school high school and then of course in college it, 11 was taken and I was a freshman and I didn't have a choice but mm. like I loved her she was like tenacious on defense she was mm. on first on the floor super quick she was a point guard like I wasn't really a point guard but like she I just loved how she commanded the floor like such a, I I wanted to be her like and it sounds like silly that she's like like a normal high school random basketball player, but like that's later literally who I like wanted to be like growing up. No, that don't sound silly at all. <laughs> like, dude, that sounds that sounds awesome is what it sounds like. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, um, so okay, tell me every hooper has this. You gotta tell me your game, your best game that you remember <laughs> that you go back to that you're gonna tell the kids about <laughs> and say, yo, moms was this hard out there. You gotta understand how good I was. What was that game for you? It was my senior year of college. I think I had like 26 and 14. Wow. And my dad, that was the only game my dad missed the whole year. Oh. He was like, I guess I can't come to any of your games. <laughs> <laughs> the only game he missed, because I went to school pretty local, so it was mm. easy for them to come to games. So, you know, I, I just remember like my three was feeling good. I was getting to the paint, like, like I just remember feeling like so like such a high after it like oh my god yeah were you talking were you talking trash like like who was guarding you was it like a one-on-one matchup you can't guard me (laughs) (laughs) get someone else on here oh that's a great feeling (laughs) yeah Stace yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah see that's a hooper though (laughs) that is a hooper right there that's awesome man (laughs) telling her about herself while you killing her ooh I wish I would have saw. That's awesome. It, it sounds that's funny because I have a niece, I have a niece like who's great. Who she's in college. She plays college at uh, Eureka, um, and she's actually she's the best player on the team. And but she, how can I put it? She doesn't like like she's very passive. Like she likes that. She likes getting people involved. And I'm always like, dude, like you're the best on the team. You have to be that. But when she decides to do it, like she's calm alone. You know what I mean? Like she's twenty and ten, easy. And yep. she's smaller than everybody out there, but she gets all the rebounds. She hits oh, all the threes. Yes. She's a monster. I, I got to show you tape on it. She's a beast. Yes. I, I would love to show you her. She's she's amazing. But 
Yeah, and she don't like telling me about the game because she know how honest I am. Yes. I'm like, no, I was like, I love you too much to lie to you. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, this is what it's going to be. But what, what year is she? She is a junior now. Okay. Yeah, she mm. is a junior now. And it's it's her team. Like, she finally found out it's her team. Yeah. Just by the way they were treating her, by the way the coach was, you know, letting her know that, you know, what she, he, she depends on her to, you know, get the team together, to lead yeah. them. To, and she was like, oh, yeah. I think I'm the captain of this team. I'm like, you were the captain of the team freshman year. What are you talking about? Like, you were the best one out there, man. But I, I digress. I digress. I just, she's just awesome. And I just want her to always know that, just in general, about herself yes. and in life. She's amazing. So, all right. Let me stop. Let me get off of this. Let's talk about some ball. Let's talk about some ball that's going on. Because you are you are a Bulls fan, as uh, what you said. Is, is that when you kind of fell in love with the Bulls was – Kind of 96, like you mentioned, yeah. that was the year for you? Yeah, I mean, I was very, like, I was very young. I, I could not appreciate it like I would, obviously, if I was older. Like, I, I was born in 91, so I was mm -hmm. five, maybe, when, you know, in 96. So mm -hmm. I, was, I was super young. But, yeah, I just remember, like, that being my first introduction to basketball. Like, my dad loved to watch. I, I'm a big daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. I wanted to watch with him. Um. And yeah, I've been a Bulls fan ever since. Obviously, it's awesome. born and raised in Chicago suburbs, but yeah, <laughs> but so, you see, I root you for see, home And I appreciate <laughs> when she says that's when you know she's from it. She'd be like, "No, I'm from the Chicago suburbs." Yeah, you tell yeah. people she's from Chicago. You see what I'm saying? She yeah. understands. Yeah. Yes, understands. <laughs> so watching this team for the obviously it's been difficult <laughs> for what watching this team for the past uh, few years. Uh, just got eliminated officially uh, from the playoffs. Uh, Another year, another no playoffs for these Bulls. Um, can you tell me if there's any excitement for you for this team going into next season after what you've seen, after the trades have been made? Is there any excitement for you? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I think the new front office is was exciting, right? Like, we've watched four or five years go by with having – mediocre like you know bottom of the eastern conference and make zero moves at the trade deadline like nothing like not even try so it's like it's just exciting to see that there's passion like in management now and like mm -hmm. wanting to build this team like we have good pieces like let's build around it and like make a run for this right it is very hard i would say like the last five or six i don't know even eight years where it's just like these super teams are like, how are you going to beat Brooklyn? How, how are you going to beat LA? Like, it's just like, that's defeating for me. Like, it's like, I like this, like the team basketball, obviously NBA is a whole different ball game, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do think there's like, like, I feel like we, when Zach came back from his injury or being out for a little bit and, we had a couple games back to back where it's like, oh, we're rocking and rolling. Like this is like when we get some chemistry with all the new pieces, like we could be a little dangerous next year. Yeah, I agree. I'm Chris, excited. Yes, Chris, any excitement for you? Uh, yeah, obviously um, excitement. And it's kind of funny because like, just like Stacy, I kind of realistic, but I think we're both realistic. It's like only one team wins the championship and generally they have a top three player they be on their team. Yeah. And we don't have that. But we have exceptions, right? Detroit, of course, they had top positions, you know, top players in their positions. Uh, maybe Toronto, of course, they had Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, but you, you can win a championship with a really good team. And, you know, so that's what the Bulls um, kind of – we're kind of hoping for, right? How to hope for this uh, – the team with a lot, of, a lot of people. 
who are at a high level at each position to sort of like come together and maybe Brooklyn gets hurt or a star leaves <laughs> we win, we win the title. <laughs> but this is exciting because we know that it's, it's the same thing, Stacey, right? It's someone different, people different in the front office. They're going to make moves. They've shown you that they want to win. They don't want to pick, pick uh, you know, number seven in the draft every year. Right. They want, you know, they, they want to execute a plan and contend every year. So there's excitement on that level, just being different. And also seeing Zach at the star going to his own, who seemingly wants to be with the Bulls long term, yeah. and having two All Stars like Vooch on your team, um, yeah, well, I just hope Vooch grows to a player who, who wants to go in the playoffs too as well, and not be content with just being very, very, very good. But hope he could take it like another like, like because you have a feeling state. Maybe states. Let me ask you this question: Are the Bulls the next year the team? that everyone's going to look at in the East to, like, make that jump? Because there's always a team where they go, well, I know these Bulls this year, That's this is the year they have to – Stacey, do you think the Bulls are that team, are going to be that team next season? I don't know. I feel like there's a couple teams. and Like, I feel like um, – oh, my God, why am I blanking? Because it's the <laughs> East. Yeah, Milwaukee, <laughs> Miami. No. What, up and coming? What team's mellow on? The Hornets? Oh, Trailblazers. No, 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 no. Um, oh, LaMelo. Oh, oh, excuse oh, me. No, you see, you can't say Melo. You can't come yeah. on. You can't say Melo. Come on. He ain't heard that yet. Charlotte. He's on Charlotte. Yeah. I feel like they have a lot of young pieces that will be – I don't know if it's going to come together for them next year, but, like, I watched some of their games. I'm like, okay, this is exciting. Like, I feel like they're going to be up there. But, yeah, I think the Bulls have the chance to, like – take a big leap next year. I would love to see them get like a veteran point guard. Mm. And then I think, I think we can, we can work with that. Yes. We could, we could do some damage. Absolutely. Competitive. Crying for a point guard. <laughs> All season yes. long, man. Crying for it. There's a point guard on, on Charlotte that I like. You know, just, go, just, go ahead, Stacey. <laughs> No, I, I just think a, a vet point guard in there would really help all of our, our young kids. They're babies. Like people and, and that's the one thing that's exciting for me. Like yeah. people forget that. Like this is a still a very young team. Like Vooch is the veteran. Like that young is the veteran yep. on this team. And people when they complain about Kobe, and rightfully so, um, about his game, because you know, we, we see the scoring, but the facilitating, you know, took a while to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you got an all-star center, it started looking better, right? Like <laughs> you got a better player around him, he started looking better. But you still need a point guard, true. But then you look at him and you're like, this dude's 20. And then you look at Patrick Williams, like he's 19. You're like, your your best player, Zach, isn't even 28. You know, like he's not even close to that. So I think that's where my excitement comes from. Is like you mentioned, the front office. I know they want to be here, and I know they want to win. And just the fact they went and got Billy Donovan like they did who was always in the playoffs, you know, he's used to winning. So when you combine those kind of things, man, I get excited. Like I'm super excited about, yeah, this Bulls team. And I was drinking my Kool-Aid. Yeah. When they, <laughs> when they made that trade, I was, man, that red Kool-Aid tasted amazing. It was great. <laughs> it was delicious. And I felt excited about it. Um, but yeah, let me talk about that for a second. Like, cause you mentioned point guard, obviously that's the biggest hole uh, on his team. And the one, we could just all point at and say, yes, fix that. Get that done now. Um, is there a point guard that you have in mind? Because you mentioned a veteran point guard. Is, is there one that you have in mind that you see him play and you're like, yeah, this one fits perfectly with us? That's a good question. I, 
I know a lot of people on Twitter were really like gunning for to get Lonzo yeah, as part of the trade deadline. But I, I don't know. Like I remember when Rondo was on the team for a couple years and I just felt like he really, he's like a leader that they needed. And like someone like that, like that, that knows the game, high basketball IQ, lots of experience. Like someone like that would be, I feel like great. Like, mm-hmm to get, get in here, get in these young guys' ears, teach them, you know, all, all of their experience. Mm-hmm. I think that would be ideal, personally. In their face, break some dry erase markers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yell out a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and thank you for the Rondo love, because I love Rondo. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> my favorite. I love him. Uh, Chris, and I know you have a point guard <laughs> that you continue to mention. That you would oh, yeah. like the Bulls to go get, sir. Please, the floor is yours. Yeah. Well, I, I do like what you said, Stacey, because, like, let's go back to what you said, Stacey, because, like, the Bulls don't have a player who's, like, second coach. Like, Rondo is that guy, right? Yeah. Coach says something, Rondo says, all right, this, this is what he means. Zach kind of – Zach's not that guy. So, like, they don't have a man on, on, on the bench that, that Billy Donovan could kind of, like, have a player's coach kind of person. So, a great point card does that. and alleviates a lot of responsibility from Billy, uh, Billy Donovan. And also translate communication communication wise to the uh, to the players on the floor. So we need that. I like. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna get ball at all. I just don't. Yeah. I like two point guards, Devontae Graham, who's one of the Hornets. I like him a lot. He's just a pro's point guard. Like I watch him play all the time. He doesn't. He just knows what he knows. He knows when to score. He knows when to pass. He knows how to run fast break. He's just very solid. Not a veteran. But he's but he could start on really good teams. Mm-hmm. Right now he's behind a future a future all star in um in ball. Um, also, I love the Aaron Fox. I don't say I love the Aaron Fox, but you love him. I, I, okay. Well, it's I love okay. because none wrong. I love, with love. They, none wrong with I love uh, them people squashing my dreams. Oh, he decided to stench and all this kind of crap. I don't give a crap. Listen, listen. If, if things if if if, if the front if the front office the two people want to make a deal, they can make something happen. I don't mm-hmm. care. Right. And like. What I liked about him in college was that number one, he could score and pass facilitate. I know his health has been kind of up and down, but just like Vooch, Dave, and Steph, um, Stacy, we'll call you Steph, Stacy. <laughs> uh, he was kind of like under the radar. Hmm. Vooch, he's a very, very, very good player, all star on a crappy team that needed a new location. Uh, you're not winning anything in Sacramento, <laughs> yeah. and you got a draft pick who's playing well. And so I know he's probably like. I was like, I'm not going to, you know, he's competitive. In college, man, he wanted to win. You can tell when a player wants to win and be better. And that's what I see in Fox. And I don't see him being better and winning and in Sacramento. So I hope in some magical way in my dream world, Deion Fox comes on to, to, to the Bulls and uh, and plays uh, point guard. And then I'll be right twice about <laughs> <laughs> He was right about, about the boot trade, yes. About, uh, called, about he, trades happening. He called that before it happened, Stacey. He, he was Great. very proud. I was well, very I proud like this. I like this. Uh, I like this This idea. So keep yeah. keep speaking it into <laughs> Oh, yes. Let's let's go two for two. Yes, I'm with yes. it. And, 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 if you get this right, I'm going to have you play the lottery for me, okay? Oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, I got an account online right now. I stopped. <laughs> It is so easy to play the lotto. Oh my god! It, it it does it for you. You can set, you can schedule it to like buy lotto tickets for you every day. It's crazy. Yeah, stay. Don't do that to him, Stacey. And then again, the man. Don't get me started, Stacey. Mm-hmm. But even even to add to your to your point, uh, Chris, about De'Aaron Fox, 
And one thing I know, or I've noticed about AK and Mark Eversley is they go get the guy that you're not even looking at. Like you're not even thinking about, it's not even on your radar. Every single time. That's what they've done. When, when they were doing a coach, like Billy Donovan wasn't even named. Like he wasn't even brought out there as a name that they would even think about getting or go get. And they go and get him. When it came time to make the trade, Vooch, you didn't hear his name at all. Like you didn't hear it. Everything was about a point guard and them getting some veteran help. Vooch wasn't even a possibility outside of Chris. It wasn't even being mentioned. And then they go get him. So are they always getting the person that you're not looking at? So that's why I think De'Aaron Fox is a possibility because they've shown you they can go make these deals under the radar mm-hmm. and they've shown you they can make big impact deals under the radar without everybody knowing their business, which I love so much. Agreed. So that's that gives me hope in, in getting a guy like De'Aaron because they, they know ball. They see it. They see what the team is missing. They understand what's going on. So, yeah, I'm, I, I have an excitement going into the offseason that I haven't had in years uh, because of what I've seen them build so far. And they've been very forward. They've been very honest. Everything they said they wanted to do, that's exactly what they're striving to do or have done. So how can you not be Bulls fans? Like, you got to be for this stuff, man. It's awesome, man. Um, let me ask you this, uh, Stacey, to, to bring it, bring the positivity down <laughs> a little bit. I got to talk about my man Lowry Marketing. Um, Chris, to tell you, I was huge, colossal Lowry Marketing fan. I have some of, some of his hot sauce from Finland <laughs> over here. I'm gonna grab it in a second and show it to you. Um, I, I, bought, I, I never tried it. I, ne- I haven't opened it, but I oh. did. I tried some of the ranch because I had I had a friend in Finland. Shout out to Coach Coach Palotti over in Finland. He sent me an entire box of it, so what? like different flavors and varieties and everything like that. And I tried the ranch and it was pretty good. You know, people had some and they thought it was good, but I gave Chris one and I have one. And I actually got a chance to show it to Lowry, which was awesome. Like, like, he was like, what you doing? I was like, I got people, Lowry. <laughs> he looked at me like, who is this dude? Like, it was funny. But I've been a big fan of his, but it just hasn't worked out here like I wanted it to. Um, do you see Lowry staying with this team? Because he's he's going to, you know, get some offers. Because I know he wants that big payday. He's going to get some offers. So do you see him staying with this team or do you just think that this is it for him? I hope they don't offer him a big payday in Chicago. So I think that he will leave for the money. Like he, he will get paid somewhere else. And I, I hope that we don't match that so that he does want to stay, right? Like mm-hmm. who wants to leave a big market Chicago and go play, you know, and a handful of other like you know mm-hmm. like we're in a he's in a good market like so if we match the money he might stay so I, I'm kind of hoping we don't mm-hmm. we don't we don't offer him the big payday and he kind of just moves on somewhere <laughs> else <laughs> but it's true no it's true like I, I agree with you it's, it hurts to say but but I was I was riding his horse too for a minute but yeah, yeah just nothing has seemed to really click with yeah. Him yeah, like I, I don't like the fact that he went to the bench and he looked comfortable there. Yeah, you know, like he was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm cool with being on the bench. Like I wanted him to, you know, when you go to the bench, you get demoted. You want to, you know, perform better or change something in your game, and he just looked like resigned to the fact. Like, yeah, there was like yeah. no fire. Yes, yes, man, ain't no stank in it, man, and I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry, you want you want to add? Go ahead, bro. No, I told you, man. Oh, wow. 
I was on Laurie's bandwagon too, not as much as Dave, but I gave him years. <laughs> and he just seems too comfortable to shoot. Like we he's a he's a three with his body language acts like he scored like 15 points. Yeah. You can just see it. It's like even Stacey King keeps calling him out nicely. You know, he pretends like he wants to post up somebody. He doesn't want the ball. You can tell. Like yeah. he flashed the post and he kind of like kind of wants the ball, but doesn't want it. Then runs the three-point line in the corner. Because his teammates don't give him the ball because his teammates know he doesn't want the ball to post. Yeah. He's seven foot tall and he doesn't want to be he just and Stacey, I don't know how to maybe you could put it in a different way. But I, he's like lazy because lazy means that he has the talent to do something, but he doesn't want to do it. He'd rather just shoot threes because that's because shooting threes, Stacey, is this is shooting threes like the easiest thing you could do in the NBA? I mean, is that like I could, I could go to the NBA and shoot open threes or shoot a three when the one's guarding me? The hard thing to do is to create your offense. Am I right, Stacey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he seems designed to the fake. Like, he doesn't want to do that. He just rather stay in the corner. He'd be that guy, like, on Saturdays, playing ball with his friends. I want to stay in the corner this weekend and shoot threes and go home and eat dinner. It's like, bro, you're seven foot tall with a point guard on you. Act like you want to win the damn game right. and score. And at day point, there's no nasty in the man. And it's like – and we see it, though. We see it today, right? We see it here on Finland. We see him talk trash, oh. flex on dudes, dunk on oh. people. Where is but it? it oh yes, oh yes, Daisy. You ever seen this overseas? He Daisy. plays overseas. Daisy, he would hang on the rim and look at dudes and, and do this. But he gets to the United States. He's scared. He's American basketball players. He's scared. Of these American basketball. I, I was watching. Fade aways. Fade aways. I watched it religiously, and I would. Chris would tell you, I would be on the phone with him, rewatching this, just angry and confused because I'm wow. looking at this like, who is this player? Like, where did this guy go? Yeah, like where's the, like looking for the ball. Knowing where to be, doing the Dirk fadeaway on cats, you know, dunking on them, like you said, yelling at them, hit asking for the ball in the fourth quarter so he can take oh. the game winning shots. Like it's it seems like it's a confidence thing over there. He was a man, mm. easy to do it, you know, when you're obviously the best person on the floor. But when mm. you come over here, seems like his confidence just isn't at the same level. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. okay with hiding in the corner. Can't you shoot a fadeaway on somebody who's a point guard? Can't you just do that? Why is that so hard? Come on. <laughs> Don't you want to do that? Say it. Come on, coach. Come on, coach. Get us up, Coach Reynolds. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I I, I joke oh. They should have a they should have a Finland day when they every day deck out the whole United Center like <laughs> bringing flags, putting people, oh, posting, cut out people, cut out cut out people, you know, in the stands like Finland. <laughs> Bring in all the, food, the yeah. intro, like feeling right, feeling day, and he picked the court blue, whatever color his team was, and yeah. It, do you think, um, Stacey? I, I know he's gonna get that kind of money, but do you think he'll get that twenty million dollar offer from a team per year? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's not a surprise that he's not performing like how we would hope, right? So it's like right. other teams know that so yeah I mean who knows he may not ever get that big Mm. that big contract I don't know like I feel like he's gonna fall into being a role player somewhere Mm. but I I don't know it's hard to say I just don't think his like Chicago we are we we hustle or grind like that he just doesn't fit the mold for like Mm. a Chicago basketball player I feel like so he's gonna have to go (laughs) that's all I Go Sacramento and hide in Sacramento somewhere, right? Yeah, dude, that, honestly, yes, yeah, yes, that's why I see him. It happened. Yes, 
sign and trade De'Aaron, come on over it can work it can work um let, let me ask you about uh patrick williams uh the rookie who's come in uh a guy that you know you can see the tools you see the skill there sometimes it didn't show uh this season as far as you know his aggressiveness and things like that uh what is your opinion on on patrick williams um and what do you see for him uh going into the off season that he's going to get better at to you know be that kind of aggressive player that we're looking for on the floor yeah, i mean i think when the bulls picked him i was kind of like who, who <laughs> yeah, like what yeah. um but i think i was like impressed with him for you know the first half of the season i, I was like okay he's you know but yeah I, I think i think he wants to work like when when i've like seen him in interviews and things of that nature like it seems like he's like got his head on straight and he's he's ready to like put the work in. And I think he's got a lot of potential here and hopefully Vooch can help him, you know, and some, some veteran experience. Mm -hmm. I'm big on that clearly. Um, but I think, I think the sky's the limit for him. Like I'm, I'm glad we picked him up. I think he can be an excellent role player for us and mm -hmm. let's go. Let's keep this thing rolling. <laughs> I heard that. Chris, I know, I know you, you're big on uh, Patrick Williams cause he has that, you know, Kawhi-esque kind of flavor to him. Uh, yeah. So what do you what do you see for him going into that the offseason that he's can work on to be that kind of Kawhi S player next year. The one thing the one thing you're gonna know was the opposite of uh Lloyd Mark and get, get back on him. Come on I'm man go, why you gotta keep punching my guy no, I'm gonna compare I'm gonna I'm gonna do something because like <laughs> I remember every no every year they you know you see highlights from you know plays in practice you know this year next year you know and I remember every highlight every year of Lloyd Mark he was doing the same thing in the practice the shooting threes. Mm. I'm like I saw that last year. Why is AB highlighting him practicing from threes? That's the opposite, I think, of Pat. Pat is going to – you're going to see Pat pipe post still more. You're going to see his game flourish. I think he's the type of player that obviously that's going to go in the summer and practice. Like, and we all know he didn't – you know, with the uh, COVID um, season, he didn't have a chance to have a, have a um, preseason or whatever to work out. Yeah. And and Billy Donovan, I don't know you heard, Dave, or Stacey, the, uh, Billy Donovan speak to this um, about – his aggressiveness on the court. Yeah. And Billy, I think, spoke very – he kind of cleared up a lot of things. He was like, he's 19. He's never been asked to go one on five. You know, he's never been asked to, like, drive to the basket score like that. He could do it, but he has never been doing it before. He's never, he has done it any level. And so this is the first time he's been asked to do that and given the opportunity to do that. Mm. So while you see flashes of him doing it, it doesn't come normal to him to do that. Right. Take out after dribble and secure offense. So, and what we see in the summer league, right? This summer runs, he can obviously do that. Yeah. But I think this offseason, he this just, and one of the reasons why I think we as fans wanted him to do it this season, because we knew the, obviously we're going to win a championship. I wanted to see him make his mistakes on the court now. So that he goes to the offseason and it works on his game. He knows, oh, what I have to do, what I can and can't do. So I think you're going to see him work on his one on one game, work on his, you know, try to, um, you know, because. Work on this game one on one game and work on work on driving against defenses. Um and really and really come in next year and see a much more polished guy who understands how to how to execute his own offense um without being with confidence, right? Mm -hmm. With confidence. So I'm looking forward to improvement. Um uh, I do hope that he's not as unselfish as he appears because mm. obviously basketball, you want to be great, you gotta score, you gotta be aggressive. <laughs> You gotta have the willingness to be kind of selfish, and I 
So far, it hasn't been in him, but he's 19. He hasn't been asked to do certain things. So I'm giving him one year. We gave Laurier four years, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm giving him one year to show me that his personality is that, okay, I want to win. Sometimes he played like he didn't really want to win. He played like he was just having mm-hmm. fun and just out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really look next year to see him um, really improve his offensive game and defensive game as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and Patrick Williams also said that it's not in his nature to be aggressive on the floor and I like the fact he said that you know being so young and being so open about that to say that to the publicly I like it because he's a rookie it it would bother me if he was in his sixth year and he said that then I'd be like dude what you know what I'm saying like what we can't fix this now you know now you can fix that day though I think think you can I think because when you recognize what you're what you're doing and I'm not going to call it wrong but I can't Mm -hmm. think of a better word for it but when you can recognize you know what you feel like is hindering your team's progress and you feel like you, you're not doing exactly what coach wants from you to recognize it this early in your rookie season. That means we can go into the off season and kind of work on that. You can, you can get somebody to be a little more aggressive. Your boy, Scotty Pippen is a great example. You can get somebody to be a little more aggressive get, out there on the floor and, I and become that, the player we think. I would, I would argue that. Cause remember we learned that Scotty came in as a rookie. He's talking about, I want to be best player in the NBA and I'm better than Michael Jordan. True. Ty Williams did. would never have said that. <laughs> he also, I'm saying, he also was getting punked around by Detroit too. I mean, it was, it was too. Oh, I agree, it but but you knew he had it. He knew he knew it was in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I'm saying but we've you, seen we've seen stuff in Patrick. Where yeah, like it's in him yeah. to to have that. So oh. it's not it's not the lack of skill and the lack of talent. Mm-hmm. But if he can recognize, yo, man, it's just not natural to me right now to do that because, like you said, Billy said, I've never had to do it. You know, so yeah. to him to recognize that, I think you can go work on that. Stuff. Well, let, well let, me, let me ask you, Stacey, because, you know, you're the hooper. So is that something you can go work on and it's something you can change? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like a comfort thing. Like he's never been asked to do this, like you guys have said. So like the more he does it, the more it's like going to become more second nature to him. It's just like almost muscle memory in a sense. Like you have to do it. You have to break through your normal comfort zone, get used to being in this new zone. And I think I think it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great point that you said he, he was recognized that early Yeah. because like, I feel like that's something like Lori hasn't addressed, Correct. you know? Yes. So it's like, yes. if we can get on this early, you're 19, like we got time. Mm-hmm. Let's, <laughs> let's get started on it this off season. Let's go. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the fact people keep piling on Lowry, though. Know, that's what is this pile on Lowry, <clears throat> man? What's going on here? <laughs> it's, 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 it's to your point about encouragement, right? So, can you talk about that? About the coaches and his players giving him permission to do so? Does that matter? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite things about my college coach was like, we all had the green light. Like, mm-hmm. when you're out there and you know that, like, you can do you can play your game and like obviously within the context of our offense and blah, blah, blah. but like you were never going to get pulled because you took like a shot. I honestly got pulled because I didn't shoot when I was a freshman. And he's like, I need you're out there. So to shoot, to score, yeah. you're not yeah. going to shoot. You can sit by me. Yeah. So I think like the, the, like knowing that you're the encouragement, the just like someone being there, telling you you can, it, it goes a long way, especially for a 19 year old, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's it's super helpful. Wow, that makes a lot of sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, like you said, for a 19 year old, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's huge, man. 
Shout out Billy Donovan too for for understanding that for you know not just being a coach on the floor but you know being somebody that's there for you also. Yeah, I mean, I think another thing that has just been a huge difference with Mm -hmm. Billy Donovan and any of the five coaches we've had, like (laughs) you, those guys are locked in like in timeouts. Like they're like Mm -hmm. they want they want to hear what he has to say. They're they're like locked in. Like you remember last year, they're on the bench like this, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like not locked in. Like so, Mm -hmm. I think like he's doing a great job of keeping these guys engaged and like a a competitive edge. Like it's, it's like night and day, I think between this year and last year. Can you speak to that? How much does that matter? Because not only have Billy Donovan, you have a hall of fame and Mo Sheeks on the bench. How much does that matter? Because Mo Sheeks has been influential, you know, according to Kobe, very influential in the game. How much does having a staff, like have a hall of fame and Mo Sheeks and other, you know, veteran staff matter? it's everything I remember my college coach was like I would be nothing like I want to be the dumbest person in the room I want to surround myself with coaches who I am going to learn from just because I'm the head coach doesn't mean I need trash assistant coaches he's like I want to learn from them and we had some great assistant coaches like like as a player and it's like great because they're the ones on the bench like walking you through things in a game scenario right like head coaches managing the floor but if you're on the bench and you got really highly intelligent really good coaching that that's where in-game adjustments really come into play and like I I think it's without a doubt so important so yeah it's great to see that that now that we've got that completely agree and also what I what I like and, and what I would keep saying to people is you know they're, they're building in a different way than other teams because they had to break down not only you know physically what they were doing wrong but mentally yeah. and and you spoke to that you know with your coaches because you you saw the job that last coach did on a lot of these guys mentally yeah. like he really hurt them and you know kind of hindered their progress you know with, with quite a few of them so when you've got to when you're used to getting and I kept using the analogy of of getting a, a cool new stepdad Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the, you know, crappy father, you know what I'm saying, who was treating you bad. So when the stepdad tries to give you a hug and you flinch, right. you know, because you're used to getting hit, you know? So they had to come over that kind of mentality first to realize, you know, they're, they're worthy of this kind of love. And, and you know what I'm saying? And somebody wants to give it to them constantly. Yeah. So yeah, they, they had to deal with those things and they had to rebuild all of that, man, and get in the dirt and just rebuild all of that foolishness to build up and I thought they did a great job this year of doing that. They fell short of the playoffs. Like I wanted them to go to the playoffs for sure, but yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just so excited uh, going forward uh, with this team. Go ahead, Chris, you want to add? Well, that's so cool. Cause that comes from the top down, right? Cause when the Paxing with Gar Foreman and Gar Pax, whatever you want to call them, they recognize mental problems with the team, but they poorly executed and poorly, <laughs> Very. you know, whatever they did a bad job addressing it. You know, Eversley and AK, especially AK, has always spoken about this family atmosphere he wanted to create, you know. And and you could tell, you know, it's it's did the way they're doing it, it's working. <laughs> they're doing it the correct way. Yeah. So yeah, so to yeah, so and I hope that also, you know, kind of draws in the other players running the league and they can kind of see that that the organization is like back as far as being normal and competent. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, it comes from top down. I think they've done a good, a good job thus far. I agree. I agree. Two all stars, you go into the playoffs. That's 
just my philosophy. Yeah. All right, Stakes, let me ask you some, some bigger picture questions about the NBA. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me put you on the spot a oh. little bit. Let me, let me get into you. Who, your MVP. That's obviously the big topic of conversation. Who is your MVP of 2021? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> it is, it's difficult, yeah. <laughs> uh. It's all right, coach, it's all right. <laughs> See, I like this, the thought that's going into this. You know what I mean? I like this. I like this. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. We are ready. Because ah. <laughs> it's, it's a three-man race, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it always is, I feel oh, like. Fair. Right? Yeah, fair point. Yes, absolutely but, right. I mean, Jokic has been doing some great stuff for Denver. I mean... I don't know. I, I I think he might kind of he might be inching his way to the top for me this okay. year. I feel okay. like something a little different this year, maybe. Mm, mm. Okay, Chris. Do, right. Chris, do you have one? Do you have your MVP? I, I would say Jokic more than the B, only because Jokic dealt with the injury to a key player and yeah. they're still winning. Yeah, and uh, so he's proving that he is the MVP on his team in other league. Um, but it be the first one in the East, so see that's him, tough. Um, yeah. He's better defender too, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know he's in the Jokic is in the West. You know a deep roster though. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't be mad if either one won. I, I'm not like a bigger fan of one or the other. Um, I think they may give it to Jokic though. Go ahead, Stacey. Yeah, I just I'm. I know Giannis was still kind of in talks and I was like, you know, I'm kind of off that. Like, I just feel like he's not performed well in the playoffs. And obviously this is like, you know, it should be based on regular season and mm-hmm. for this year, but I just like have been very disappointed with him in the playoffs. Can't shoot. Yeah. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. They, gonna, they know how to guard you. Yeah. Yeah. Can't shoot. Uh, I, I agree with both of you all though about Jokic. Um, I had him be, for, for the longest time, even after the injury, I was still, it was still one A and one B, but yeah, but it's just that point when Murray went down and yeah. they, and they got better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it didn't really change. They they're third in the West. Now they were, they were fourth when he went down They're third now and they, they haven't missed a beat. Like, 50 point triple doubles is ignorant. And <laughs> you know, like, at center, you know what I mean? That's that's ignorant. And arguably, you can argue he's the best passer in the league. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I, mm-hmm. I remember I was like on a Denver high horse uh, last when they went into the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Porter Jr. was playing great. Obviously, Murray was playing great. And I was, you know, I was rooting for the underdog. But yeah. I think if they had a healthy team this year, it'd be it'd be fun to watch. Be fun to watch, and you know who put that team together? <laughs> that man that's here. Oh yes, he is. Um, so in the playoffs, the playoffs coming. Who is who is your team from the East that's coming out, and who is your team from the West that you have coming out and meeting in the finals? Brooklyn in the East, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Um, like the Clippers kind of also disappointed me last year, but yes, I'm, I might ride their bandwagon one more year. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. 
<laughs> Chris, Chris, they, they beat they beat the Lakers every. They swept the Lakers this year in regular season, right? Obviously. I thought the Lakers won one. Once, okay. Yeah, I think the Lakers won one. But... It'll be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how, how playoff P does. Oh. Yeah, does not it. Pandemic P, or if he yeah. playoff P. Pandemic P. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll take that one. Yes. Uh, Chris, who, who you got, man? Who you got? Yeah, I got to have Brooklyn. It's no way to worry. You're going to have like Durant, Irvin, and the Harden need to go yeah. to the finals. That's like, it's like just the laws of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. If, if that doesn't happen, I don't know basketball. I don't know what I'm doing. Why yeah. don't I have a podcast? Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Great point. Uh, in the West, though, uh, it's like almost, it's almost, the, the, Almost, Dave, like the Tom Brady thing. Why the hell you better against LeBron James going to the finals? Yeah, I know. Uh, he may not win, <laughs> but like yeah, that's the that's why it's not like Tom Brady. <laughs> but like, that's why but like, like I, I'm, I'll be dumb. Honestly, I feel stupid. That's 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 to say he's not going to the finals. But yeah. only reason why they wouldn't go to the finals if he, of course, is gets injured a little more again. Is there injured cups up? He can't play. True. At a high level, because with that team, he has to be LeBron James. It has to yeah. be LeBron James, you know, in a brow on a high level every night for him to win. Yeah, fact. he's not on a high level. He's not LeBron James. He's just like eighty percent LeBron James, eighty five percent LeBron James. Then they're vulnerable. But if he's like anywhere ninety to hundred, why would I pick against AD and him going the two best players in the West um, yeah. going to the finals? Oh, fair point. Yeah, I, I have a hard time going against that. Yeah, very fair point. But I do, I do again agree with uh, Coach. Um, I got the Nets and I got the Clippers. Um, I last year I felt third. Listen, last year I I felt <laughs> they owe us. Okay, they owe us because last year they created the bubble. But I'm telling you, 35 percent of the reason the bubble was created was for the Lakers and the Clippers to play. Yeah. Because that's what everybody wanted. It didn't matter the finals. Everybody wanted that matchup, and they didn't give it to us. Yeah. And they owe us. <laughs> they owe yes. They come on, coach. They do. It hurt. it hurt. I was upset as a basketball fan. It's it's what we all wanted to see. Like that's what we, you got to give the people what they want. So yep. that's why I feel like they'll they'll be better. You know this year, and plus, you know they when they got Rondo, like <laughs> you would have got Rondo. You know how playoff Rondo do. You know what I mean? Okay. Everything will become simpler, you know, for guys out there on the floor. But I will say this about the Lakers, and and again, Chris, this is to your point about LeBron. One thing you can't give a guy who's been playing as long as LeBron has been great, as long as he's been, is inspiration. Is something to really truly play for. It's not he's not playing for that ring right now. No, he's playing for history. Ain't nobody won a, t- a title being a seven C, you know, that's never happened. Like LeBron likes that kind of stuff. You can't give great players that kind of, you know, challenge, you know, because they strive for that. And as coach, I'm sure coach can attest to like when you give Hoopers a challenge, like they're like, Oh yes. You know what I'm saying? Let's go do this. I want to accomplish this. So them coming in, to, if they have to go to a playing game and then coming out and then coming out of the West after doing that and trying to win the title, Yo, I think he's inspired, and that's scary. <laughs> I think that should be very, that very scary. scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, to, to your point, Ben Clippers, man. You know, you know, I'm a big Kawhi fan. Yeah, I see know. him. Uh, you know, hamper LeBron James on the offense. I see him in Toronto at big shots. Yeah. So it's interesting. Even though I'm betting against him, I know I see him do. I see him become like crazy Kawhi. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a while, but we see him snap right. 
So it's still, and so I still had the possibility that he, uh, that playoff Kawhi would show up and he would dominate. But he's not as physically gifted as he used to be. Injuries, just not the same no, guy. Yeah, you're right. He can't dominate the game defensively as he used to be in the past. He reserves that, and then he tries to put that on offense. But I still hold out that that Superman Kawhi is still out there, and that he does. He knows he owes the Clippers. They, they owe us, and, and Canada. A <laughs> <laughs> reason why he's out there. He owes. The, he he gave up being king of a country. I Dude, will never understand. I would. It. I would never understand that, Coach. Well. I would never understand that, Coach. I, I would never get that. Yeah, they they country. literally offer him a, a skyscraper, and he right. was like, <laughs> not, "Not a city, not a state, not a province, a country." They gave him free food and free transportation, and like you said, a skyscraper. They gave him everything uh, just to stay, and he said, "No, I'm gonna go be the second best team in in LA." Oh. I'll never understand. I'll never get there. But yes. But he only has playoff P though. And playoff P is he's good in regular season, but he hasn't transcended. He hasn't shown his ability to elevate his game to like a, a, a superstar the, on a regular basis in the playoffs. So I do worry about that. And that team offensively, I think, is challenged. Mm. Um, I watch them play. They just sometimes they can't score in a lot of different ways. They're not as deep. Anytime, anytime even though you have played play a Rondo, now you know I love Rondo. And you still need Be- Beverly to score points for you to win. Mm. You still need him to score. Like, he shouldn't have to have Beverly to score. He should be, like, a, a cool thing to have on the floor. Mm. But he, I think you still need him to come in. Like, Beverly, we need, like, 10 points for you tonight. So then I'm like, Hi, you're not that deep. You're not You're not, you're not, you're not that. So they, always, they, always. they lost to the Knicks. I ain't no Knicks a good defensive team. They should lose to the Knicks. Come on, man. Like, yeah, Knicks, right. they, lost, they won 15 more games than the Knicks. What are you doing? <laughs> but um, they always, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I want to see you know. I want to see Kawhi go off. I I love Kawhi. I want to see yeah. Kawhi just just go crazy. Like yeah, LeBron, yeah. I got you this time. You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, coach, we're gonna we're gonna get you out of here. Uh, but I got one more question. Just one more. Who wins the title this year? Nets, Clippers. Who's winning the title? Nets. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> like no hesitation. Nets all because of the rules of basketball, pretty much. Yeah, you just. They're like the monsters, mm. <laughs> but I guess the monsters ended up losing. So they did. Um, <laughs> Bill Murray, example, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, how do you stop that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is they really coming back? He's trying to. Uh, I guess it depends on how deep they go, which is pretty deep. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if, like, in the finals, then yeah. we becomes available. Like, <sighs> yeah, that's that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Do you do you have the Nets too, Chris? I, I kind of do again. Okay. I I, I yeah. how the hell do you yeah. have Durant on your team? Even just have a Durant team, you two win the finals. But you have Durant, <laughs> you have Harden, you have yes. Irvin. We all agree. We all agree here. We all agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here on that one. Uh, Stacy, please tell the people, let them know where they can find you, where they can follow you, and hear your awesome and amazing thoughts. Baller Stacy, baller with three R's, S T A C Y, Twitter and Instagram. Coach, <laughs> Do we, are we allowed to come to the game? Can we come to the game? So they're only allowing one parent per player. So also oh, we gotta not, have kids. Right. <laughs> we'll get on that. We'll get on that. <laughs> we, we, we only two big black. The only two dudes. Like what? Are two dudes only in this area is watching these little girls play basketball. <laughs> no, no, they're gonna they're gonna see me first. They I'm gonna be the first one. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, Stacy. Um, this has been awesome. Like this has been really amazing. It's it's dumbfounding to me that 
you've never done this before because you're really, really, really good at it. Oh, and thank you. Because of that, we will definitely have you on some more and talk some more sports and silliness uh, with you. So yeah, we, we're looking to talk to you again on this. Awesome. Man. So thank you for hanging I look out with forward us. forward to it. Yes. Yeah, you're awesome, Stacey. Yes. Thank y'all for checking us out. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Ball Sports and at Ball Sports One on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Ball Sports. Check out our beautiful, wonderful podcast uh, at BallSports.com. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to podcasts while you're in your sauna and they have a podcast on your sauna button right next to the Jets. I promise you we are there, uh, Chris. Yeah, they said, uh, also, let's not forget that uh, that's often sometimes we have a YouTube channel. Correct. So <laughs> search hashtag Ball or search for Ball Sports. Uh, we have some video out there, uh, mainly, you know, the Bulls outcast, they does, but the, uh, the guys, the former outsiders. Um, I think we'll, we will continue to somehow have video on that channel. Yes, <laughs> we will. <laughs> yeah. There should be more. There but, be uh, more. but yes. like and subscribe, uh, please. Um, and thank you for the people who subscribe so far and listen and view on a regular basis as well. Yes. Thank y'all for checking us out. Also check out uh, Open Gym Sports and Culture, the show I host on youtube um talking about sports and culture it's a fun <laughs> show it's really it's in the title <laughs> and it's fun and it's fun to do man it, it really is it's, it's really fun to do and i'm honored to be the host of that show because it's really cool so check us out we are out there on behalf of my man chris aka c dub on behalf of the cool coach stacy reynolds i am big dave we are out we'll check y'all next time be happy bulls fans we're gonna be something peace we out love <laughs> blessings we out <laughs>